Blog Talk Radio. Janice. Hey, Janice, it's Brad. Oh, there you are. Well, good afternoon, Brad. Such an honor to chat with you this afternoon. And I want to just, of course, tell our listeners you are number one best-selling uh, New York Times bestselling author several times over, in addition to being uh, a very popular host on the History Channel television network. So now you are back starting the new year off with a brand new book that I'm sure is going to also hit the New York Times bestseller list. Tell us about your latest book, The Nazi Conspiracy. It sounds like a James Bond movie, except it's, it's true and it's factual. So tell us about it. No, that's exactly right. This is a true story that really happened in World War II. It's the secret plot to kill FDR, Stalin, and Churchill at the height of World War II. And what's happening is in 1943, the big three, the Allied powers, the United States, United Kingdom, and the Soviet Union are meeting for the very first time together. FDR, Stalin, and Churchill are coming together to discuss Normandy, to discuss the invasion of Normandy, to get on the same page. And this Millions of lives are truly at stake, and this is the moment where they're going to meet together for the first time. And Joseph Stalin comes to Tehran, Iran. He says that's where the meeting has to be, and so FDR flies in. Everyone wants to see FDR, right? It's the president of the United States in his motorcade, and everyone's waving at the motorcade. But what they don't know is that's not FDR in the motorcade. It's actually a, a decoy. The real FDR is across town, ducked down in the back of a beat-up sedan, racing through the side streets because they're worried that the Nazis are going to murder him. And I just ruined chapter one of the Nazi conspiracy, but that's how the book opens. Oh, but it's a good ruin. I love this. I love this. Anything that has involved body doubles, that just intrigues. It's so intriguing. So how, this was, again, this was supposedly supposed to be a secret meeting. How, how, who leaked the meeting? How did the Nazis find out about it? Or do we have to get the book to find out? No, I'm going to tell you exactly how. What happens is we don't know the exact date, but here's what we do know is back then the Nazis used to keep their top secret information on what they called brown sheets. They were literally had that name because they were dark brown pieces of paper that they were printed on, and they would lock them up in special zippered cases. They would make sure that after you read it, you destroyed it after, you know, by a month it had to be destroyed. It was like the Mission Impossible briefcase, but for Nazis. But Joseph Goebbels, one of the head Nazis, used to keep very, very detailed diaries. And in those diaries, he used to write what he read in those brown sheets, which was complete intelligence fiasco, but it let us read what he knew. And what we figured out is that the Nazis, we all know the Enigma machine where we cracked the Nazi codes and figured out what they were doing. What was chilling to me is they cracked our codes. They actually had the international cables and were reading what FDR was sending the Winston Churchill at the height of the war. And once the Nazis had that, then they had a man on the ground and an attack force on the ground, paratroopers that had come into the city. And then when the big three come to town, they have the best thing of all in a fight. They have an opportunity. And this was going to be a triple assassination to take out the big three. Oh, my goodness, how scary. Give us a, a summary of how this meeting of the big three, how it changed the course of World War II. Yeah, this is the moment where, of course, they're meeting together for the first time. And we tell the story that, you know, we were going to, it almost feels like we punched the Nazis in the jaw, we saved the day, and it seemed like winning the war was a foregone conclusion, but it wasn't. Because the big three weren't on the same page. Joseph Stalin 
wanted us to invade continental Europe, he was getting slaughtered by the Nazis. And we were sending weapons to him, but, but he said, no, no, you've got to fight with me. You've got to invade from the east. Normandy has to happen. Winston Churchill was worried it wasn't going to work. He's holding back a little bit. FDR, you know, we've done a book about the secret plot to kill George Washington and one about the very first plot to kill Abraham Lincoln at the start of his presidency. And the one thing I've learned about who makes the best president, it's not the person who gives the best speeches. It's not the person who gives the best promises that you love. It's the person that when a disaster strikes is able to adapt and deal with that disaster. That's why George Washington and Abraham Lincoln are the best presidents. And in World War II, FDR believes in his ability to charm Joseph Stalin and deal with him and bring him to the table and charm Winston Churchill and bring him to the table so Normandy can happen. And you know what? He's absolutely right. And if the triple assassination took place, all of history potentially changes when it comes to World War II. So this is that key moment where you, you know, to think about what could have happened is incredible to me. Well, you have done an excellent and outstanding job with, as I mentioned earlier, your previous books have all been uh, New York Times bestsellers here. Uh, again, we're talking about your latest book, The Nazi Conspiracy. Uh, as I also mentioned earlier, you are a very popular host on the History Channel with Brad Meltzer's uh, Decoded and Brad Meltzer's Lost History. What are the odds or chances of the Nazi conspiracy possibly becoming a television series? Well, listen, th these books are me doing our show, but in book form. In fact, one of my favorite stories in there is uh, there's a, a, a Nazi named Otto Skorzeny. And Otto Skorzeny uh, is summoned to Hitler's private headquarters called the Wolf Slayer. And when he gets there, he sees that there are all these other special operations fighters there. Adolf Hitler lines them all up shoulder to shoulder. He wants to find who the best one is. And he asks them one question. He says, what do you think of Italy? And they all say, oh, we love Italy. They're on our side. They're fighting with us. But Otto Skorzeny, this one Nazi, shouts above everybody else and says, I am from Austria, my Fuhrer, because it's a gamble by him. He knows that Adolf Hitler is from Austria, and a real Austrian resents Italy forever, because in World War I, Italy took a key piece of Austria and never gave it back. And in that moment, Adolf Hitler looks over at Otto Skorzeny and is like, you're my guy. And he sends Otto Skorzeny on the secret mission. I won't ruin it, but when you read The Nazi Conspiracy, you will see Josh mentioned I, my co-writer, put real photographs in the book because we're like, when people get to this part, they're not going to believe it really happened unless they see. You will see the photographic proof in the book. It's the wildest Nazi story you've never heard in your life. Oh, man, I just love these kinds of stories. Unfortunately, you know, it, they focus on such a, a horrible era in world history. But your books do such an excellent job of informing as well as entertaining us with this information. So I really do hope that this one uh, becomes a, either a film, documentary, or a television series. Because you do what you do so well, Brad. It's just a wonderful opportunity to chat with you. And I thank you so much for giving us some inside information on the making of the Nazi conspiracy, your latest book. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. You sound, my wife says the same thing. I tell her, don't count on a movie. She's already picking out what she wants to wear to the Oscars. There you go, Mrs. Meltzer. Pick that gown at red carpet look. Do it now. Because I just have a feeling this one is definitely going to be up for an Emmy Golden Globe, Oscar, or something, because this is too good. Again, anything that has that James Bond feel to it, how can it not 
become entertaining as well. But I was, and if you have someone who loves history, this is the perfect gift for them for sure. It is the perfect gift any time of year. It doesn't just have to be the holidays, but this is a very, very good one. So, oh, let me, before I have two more minutes, what can we expect from you next? Are you working on your next project or what? Yeah, thank you for asking. So, yes, I also, um, so I also write thrillers. So I'm working on a sequel to The Lightning Rod, which is the book that just came out last year. And then I have kids' books. I write adult books that are fiction. I write adult books that are nonfiction, like The Nazi Conspiracy. And I also write kids' books. And so we're doing I Am John Lewis is also out now uh, about the great civil rights leader. And then in March, we do our very first autistic hero, I Am Temple Grandin. And all these projects that we do, um, you know, they have one thing in common, even though some are for kids and, and obviously the Nazi conspiracy is for adults, but they all tell the stories of not just the famous people, but of regular people you've never heard of. Secret Service agent Mike Riley, who arguably saved FDR's life in this, in this assassination plot. I believe ordinary people change the world. I don't care where you went to school. I don't care how much money you make. I believe in regular people and their ability to affect change. And it's why I believe in the stories that you see in the Nazi conspiracy, people you've never heard of but their stories are no less important. And if we remember that and we remember our history, that's how you make sure it doesn't repeat itself. Absolutely. A website for your company that people can go and look at your latest and follow what you're doing now? Yes, you can go to bradmelzer.com. It's like Meltzer is M-E-L-T-Z-E-R, like seltzer that you drink, but with an M like Mary. You go to bradmelzer.com, you can even read Chapter 1 for free. Um, you can buy it at your local bookstore. It's in hardcover. It's an audio book. And, of course, it's an ebook as well. You can download it right now. And uh, you can go and see any of our first chapters for free there as well. Oh, what a great gift. It's a wonderful gift. Well, again, Brad, thank you so much for the chat. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you and your beautiful wife probably on the red carpet of some big award show coming up within the next year or so for your work. Very kind. Thank you so much. Okay, take care then. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another edition of Film Festival Radio with your host, Janice Malone. Be sure to download this and other episodes at filmfestivalradio.com.